0: We have some scriptures there, Andrew, and this is just to lay just a, 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 the, the, the thoughts, uh, uh, and we're going to uh, approach the subject this morning of, of the significance of our in scripture, significance of the word our, and also, you know what I mean, find the application and uh, you know, how it can relate to us. Jesus says, you go up to this feast. I'm not going up to the feast. My time or my hour has not yet come. The King James would have said hour there. Oh, there it is. But Jesus answered them saying, the hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Everybody say hour. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. Again, the hour. To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. He has made everything beautiful in its time is put eternity in their hearts except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Time is both general... And specific. It is both temporal and eternal. When we look at the word hour and those elements that would point to it, it speaks of a moment. It denotes a determinate season, a period of time, a division of the day or opportunity. It references that the right time for something to take place, as in a new beginning. That duration or point in time in which God has ordained something to happen. Yes, it is a time or a season for work, for favor. And even change. Time is our life, and how we spend it shapes our character, our happiness, our success, and our future. Time, God's calendar, God's clock. God's plan runs on time. A schedule, a due time, and a pointed time. The word kairos or set time appears 88 times in Scripture. Yes, set times when God, it is God's action time. Amen? It is. Understanding time first here as being God's calendar. The Bible leads us and shows us that in a way how it uniformly presents God at work. Guiding the course of history according to his saving plan. That's the overall general time. Appointed times is under God's personal direction and divine setup. These are important as we move in the concept and the idea of hour and time. Time began at creation. And... It became the agency through which God continues to unveil his divine purpose and fulfill his promises. He set the sun, the moon. He set the seasons. Yes, God, you know, shows that he is sovereign in the affairs of humanity, human government. He controls world history. He determines in advance the times set for all nations and brings them to pass. He really is sovereign. And he really is God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So, it's good to understand that each time or season has its own characteristics, has its own characteristics, when you look at the various times in the characters of the Bible. I love what Psalms 103.13 says, the time to favor her, that is Zion, or the set time, has come. Uh, Specific time when God in His great and graciousness acts. Time, time, the flow of time. Our times are in His hand. Oh, yes. Our times are in his hands, Psalms 31 and 15. Job 14 and 5. Since his days are determined, the number of his months is with you. You have appointed his limits so that he cannot pass. God is not a listless spectator with regard to our lives. No, all of our needs all aspects are in God's hands. Think about it this morning. Paul said he gloried in the necessities as openings of heaven. Have you thought of it that way? Yes, that's what he says that it's an opening of the windows into heaven for you and I, so God can grant and give his supply. Yes, every moment of our lives, our appointed times, we need to learn to live with the awareness of those appointed times. Times your eyes saw my substance, yet being unformed, and in your book they were all written the day's fashion for me when as yet there were none of them. There is a flow of time, and there are phases of time. Those phases are divine appointments in which there is a divine inbreaking with purpose and value the phase of time when the fullness of time was come the redemption from egypt the coming of the messiah oh yes those times of meaningful forward moving think about it today there's a time to birth things. There is a birthing anointing. Birthing anointing. An anointing that activates for us to receive, to conceive, that is, the new things and the new plans. Time is real. To God, time is an accommodation. What would you do without time? <clears throat> the body takes time, development takes time. God gave time as an accommodation for the relationship between the Almighty and humanity. Jesus said, My hour has not yet come. The time is not right. And he also says, Let us go because my hour has has come. Your hour, my hour has come. Time to manifest and display, time to fulfill your purpose, His plan, your potential. The hour has arrived. Yes the hour when God desires to use you and I in a particular way and a purposeful way. Those shifts in your life may be the ending of something, but also the beginning of others. It is more than a 60-minute hour. It is a season of time. A decade of time, yes, time is accommodating. Time is valuable. Your moment wherein God has appointed for you, for me, to be part of his great plan. Think about it. That season, like David, who had served his generation, and then, of course, he departed this life. He served God's purpose and God's plan in his generation and in his hour. I like to call them that they are holy moments, Holy moments. You and I are living in holy moments. It's fantastic how that David used his life to fulfill God's will for his life. You know, a life. It's filled with purpose-touching generations, in spite of your failures and your weaknesses or your circumstances. We don't always know if this is the best of time or the worst of time, but what we do know, it is our time. Somebody give the Lord a praise this morning. <laughs> Amen. It's not tomorrow. No, it's today. Hallelujah! And so the challenge before us is to face whether there's obstacles and take opportunities that God has for you and I in our, our time. Martin Luther King Jr. said this, If a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets even as Michelangelo painted pictures. Oh, yes. Doesn't make any difference the task or what seems to have the glow because without all the pieces and parts, there, doesn't, there is not a whole. Yes, praise the name of the Lord. And so, you know, your hour your time is now. Your beginnings is today. The psalmist makes a great proclamation for this generation. He says that you, sh- volunteers, everybody say, volunteers. Volunteers Volunteers shall be willing. Oh, yes. See, God is looking for people not with great talent, wealth, or notoriety, but simply people full of faith and the Holy Spirit. That's what the apostles looked for under the auspices of God's guidance. First of all... In Psalms, he says, we have the promise of time. God will. It says, in the day of your power or time, you will have a promise of people. You will have a promise of right disposition. Anybody feel God working on your disposition? Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Yes, me too. Not only that, but he says it's an hour of character. They shall be willing. And then, of course, the promise of his power. God has a plan. But it's our choice. You do have a say. Amen? Amen. You do. Sometimes we need to let the dead things go. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. Move forward. hope oh, that's not too hard. See, life cycles change. And they're over. And they're over at least in the round that it's not the same as before. It's a new day. I was telling the people in the prayer room this morning, you know, We've been talking about, and used the phrase quite a bit, the best is yet to come. And all throughout the scriptures and the idea of God is, you know, is of the more. But some of them miss the more because of the perspective. God said the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the glory of the former house. And yet, there was a whole generation that missed the glory of the latter house because they only identified it with the glory of the other house, which was beautiful in its structure, but missing the God of the structure. And so the glory of the latter house is greater than the former when we begin to see that it's about God and not about the temple. Oh, hallelujah. It's not about you, it's about. The God in the temple. Let your light so shine that they may see your good works. And where does it go lead to? Glorify your Father which is in in heaven. The best is yet to come. A generation that's purpose-driven. Purpose driven. Your hour indicates that the past has been concluded and the now is at your doorstep. David served God's purposes what do you think about if God wants you and I to be on the cutting edge of what he's doing you're important it's our lives reaching other lives your moment in your Time. You see, you can't serve God in any other generation except your own. Ministry and serving must always be done in the context of the current generation and culture. Yes. We pray for change, God prays for servants because it's through serving that God changes the tide. Are you going forward? You cannot bring back the past. It is a vapor. It is gone. Yes, your time, your hour. Jesus said and recognized that his hour had come. The church's hour has come. Not the church of tomorrow, not the church of yesterday, but the church of today. Generation that lives. For Christ. A generation that not only is Christ their life, but they live Christ. Yes, I'm encouraged and I'm uh, excited. And I'm anticipating. I'm embracing the future with faith because I believe God. I believe that the best is yet to come. And I believe that this is our time and this is your time. I believe God for miracles. Yes, to think about that no matter how dry the bones, God can breathe life into them. Any person in any church can come alive if we allow the Holy Spirit to infuse us with a new sense of of purpose. Oh, hallelujah. For a moment, I was thinking about retiring, and now I'm thinking about refiring. Amen. Why? Because I believe that dry bones can become alive bones. Somebody give the Lord of praise. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was those great patriarchs who by faith Faith, it says. By faith, we need to start letting faith influence our lives. Because faith will move us forward. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. There are positive results, he says. For your faith and my faith, if we will believe. Yes. Remember, God does not steer parked cars, He steers moving cars. Don't put your life on hold waiting. For something. Now, there are things to wait for, but there's always something to do. Absolutely. You can put so much energy into the thing you're waiting for that you lose focus on the other things that are before us. Bless his holy name. We need to let faith lead like they did in the book of Hebrews. It says that faith gave Abel the confidence to give. Time and talent and treasure. He said he offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. He was able to give by faith, oh yes. in his voice, it says, it continues to, to live past him. And that's what we want to have, is that the voice of our life lives past us. Hallelujah. I love the fact that faith. Gives us the confidence to change. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God. Do you know when he started walking with God? At 65. He was 65 years old. He'd already spent 65 years of his life. And at 65, he had a moment, an hour and a time at The trajectory of his life totally changed. And then it says that Enoch walked with God 300 years. How old was he when he died? 365. Amen. That's right. Praise God. But faith gives you the confidence to change. Faith will give you the confidence to build. By faith, Noah built an ark for the saving of his household. There are arks to build with regard to our future. And the present building of them may not seem to be needed what do you need a boat for in the present? You don't. You need it for the future. Oh, hallelujah. There's something about faith, it gives you the confidence to obey. It says that by faith, Abraham. Obeyed. he went out faith not only gives you the confidence to obey but faith gives you the confidence to stay faithful oh yes it was Moses who had crossroads in his life of decisions and choices but he had faith that there was Something better to come. Oh, yes, amen. He looked ahead. An amazing thing. Your hour. Do not despise those small beginnings. The human race started from two people. But with that starting, there was the promise or the order of God multiply. And so, God over our lives is always saying, multiply. Multiply. I was, when I got up this morning, the Holy Spirit just put into my spirit, just as He does, He said, supersize. I want you to stop praying for a supersize Bible Center church. Everybody say supersize. (laughs) How many like some supersizing in your life? Seriously, now? Absolutely. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. God is into supersizing, He really is. from one, that is Jesus Christ, has grown the church the sons and daughters of God from one Jesus Christ except a corn of wheat fall in the ground and die, it abides alone results always happen by someone investing I'm not after your pocketbook this morning so loosen up (laughs) I'm after your hour this is your time this is my time our hour has has come It says that timing is vital. He makes everything beautiful in its time. It's vital. Think about it. To judge God by his unfinished plan is to judge an architect on his unfinished building don't fall into the trap of making judgment on your life making judgment in your world it's not finished yet oh hallelujah it's not finished yet. It's not complete. Now, we are the building of God. Hallelujah. The building is in complete state, but it's in progress. Somebody give the Lord a Lord of praise. It is in progress. Oh, yes, it's in progress. Let me talk to you this morning about your downtime of life. There is a downtime. Too many come down with hurry sickness. Yes. Waiting is part of life. In Acts chapter one, verse four. Jesus speaks to his disciples and he says, I don't want you to leave Jerusalem, but I want you to wait for the gift of my father. There's a gift waiting for you at the end of your waiting. imagine if they hadn't waited what they would have missed food for thought you don't want to miss your promise by not waiting a Science teacher gave a lesson. This was the true story, and it just so happened to be that he had chosen the, the the butterfly stages, and they had calculated the time frame of when that butterfly should have emerged mind you he's doing it before all the students and he has a lesson plan and when the day came for that butterfly to you know emerge it didn't well he had a lesson plan so he opens up Unless the butterfly out. And when the butterfly came out, it could move its legs, it could move its wings, but it could not fly. It needed the full waiting period to develop. That part of their life and the priorities of the, its life. It did not have the strength to fly because it would not wait. Or he did not wait, excuse me. And so its potential was diminished. Isaiah 40 and 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up as on wings as eagles. You see, the flying comes at the end of waiting. Oh, hallelujah. It comes at the end of waiting. The promise comes at the end of waiting. Now the word waiting there does not just mean a chair set in the corner. It actually means waiter. And he says that they that continue to waiter... In other words, what you're doing right now, he says, keep doing it until the butterfly comes out of its cocoon. You will fly. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hurry sickness. I know God's late. <laughs> he didn't even go up to rescue his friend Lazarus. Well, there's a reason. He had something bigger planned he had something bigger planned let me look here if you saw my notes you'd see why I'm looking why I'm looking anyway i will find it I'll ask my musicians to come as I'm looking for it. Yes, I'll just do it by memory then. They prayed for my memory in church, so, or in my birthday. Lazarus, he didn't, God didn't show up. And what happened in his life was fatal. But it was not final. What might be happening can sometimes end up being fatal. But it is not final. Somebody give the Lord a praise this morning. Oh, yes. At the end of your waiting, there will be a supersizing of your life. The God who's able to exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think according to the power that is work in you, working in you. So while I'm waiting, what should I do? Be a waiter. Be a waiter. Let me quickly give you some thoughts about God's perfect timing. God is priming all of our hearts to be ready for His timing because He is the master of timing. The divine schedule for our lives is always perfect and achieves His good purpose. And yes, patience is probably the number one important posture you and I need to receive the fullness of blessing. It says in James that you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise He goes on to talk about that in that waiting there is a fullness of blessing. Not just a blessing, but nothing missing. Nothing missing. Think about it. Yes. He makes all things Beautiful in its time. God's orchestrating events in your life and our lives. If you will wait on God, God will take away your shame. If it happens to be that somehow there seems to be shame in the waiting. You remember the story of Elizabeth. She was without child. And it was a shame in that culture. And here's what she says. The Lord has done for me at a time when He has seen fit. Our times are in His hand. It says, He has taken away my disgrace. It's gone. trust in the Lord with all your heart. Your hour has come. As you stand with me this morning, It might seem this morning like your Lazarus has died. It might look fatal, but it is not final. Thank you, Jesus. It's not final. Jesus said, let's go up because the hour is right. Could he be saying that over your life this morning, over your prayer requests? Could he? Sometimes there's a corporate hour and sometimes there's individual hours. Of all the widows in the land, the widow of Zarephath had an hour that nobody else had. Hallelujah. Now the good news is is that God wants to give everybody their hour yes. because he is no respecter of persons. Amen. You, it is just purely the timing of God. I know the plans I have for you. And he told him he said, I will return after seventy years. Can lose all hope. In waiting. It can really be challenging. Abraham, just it's just clear throughout the scriptures. I will return this time next year. (laughs) Why don't you just do it right then? Because I want you to be able to fly when I do it. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I don't want you to just be able to move your wings. I want you to be able to soar on your wings. Am we making sense this morning enough? The best is yet to come. Oh, God has not put your dreams on hold. Would you say that with me for yourself? God has not put my dreams on hold. God has not put my dreams on hold. No. Now, maybe it's possible this morning, I don't know, that you've never had a dream fulfilled, and so therefore you've never had a dream fulfilled. I cannot expect you to have too much excitement about it. But anybody that's had a dream fulfilled... They get excited because we and you know what it's like to have a dream fulfilled. The psalmist writes and pens it, it was like a dream. (laughs) It was so out of this world that I thought I was just dreaming. I had to pinch myself. And sure enough, it wasn't a dream. It was reality. Hallelujah. Let's sing this morning. Praise God. Father, I pray this morning that we will capture our hour, our moment, our season, our time. Lord, we're going to come out of our cocoons. We're not going to rush it. We're not going to come down with hurry sickness. We're going to come out flying. Oh, hallelujah. Because... What may be fatal is not final, in Jesus' name. He makes everything beautiful in its time. Hallelujah. Let me read something from Richard Hilton. Something he penned, and he had to said I had to write it is just fast because God just downloaded it he said it's just like the Lord gave it to me this is what God said never underestimate the importance of your life in God's hands he says we come to realize that our life is a lot like the Bible There are 66 books in the Bible in around 70 years of life. You see, the books are like years, the chapters like months, and the pages are like days. In life, there are days of beget. Children born, another generation comes on the scene. There are pages of ancestry. And on unread pages of days yet to be generations are gone parents and grandparents who lived and died in previous pages there are days of great victories in this book of life miracles and healings weddings and funerals and like my Bible My life has stories of dark days, defeats, and even sins. Yet, like my Bible, in the center of my life's story are psalms of rejoicing, out loud laughter, songs of worship, of repentance, of hope, and forgiveness when I've sinned. I could not start over in the genesis of my life. I could not go back and try to rewrite my life's stories, no. But you see, God in His grace doesn't ask me to go back. He asks me to get up, oh glory. God forgives all that was written before and takes me by the hand and leads me ever forward. Hand in hand we walk toward the end of the book of my life. His love is everlasting. So like old friends, he picks me up and we pick up where we left off. And so like my Bible, my life has a beginning and it will have an end. Yet again, like my Bible, I know this story. I know how this story ends. With confidence, I will live out the remaining pages of my life story, fully confident that he who begins a good work in me will complete it and he will present me following faultless before the throne of the Almighty. Then after my story ends, I will begin an eternal new story in a new body, in a new heaven, and in a new earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Absolutely, church. Yes. God has not only written a Bible, He is writing yours and my stories. We do have a choice. God has a plan, but we have a choice. The decisions that we make, And I encourage you today to make a decision that the best is yet to come. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Go with God. Praise God because he's on his way. Amen. (laughs) Follow me. Follow me, he said. You're dismissed. God bless your week abundantly. Let God supersize your life. Amen.